nerds, you're listening to an episode on the Nerdcore podcast feed. If you're feeling generous, please consider pledging to a tier on our Patreon at patreon.com slash the Nerdcore. We have tiers as low as $1 per month. Thanks so much, and enjoy the episode. Welcome back, everybody, to the Nerdcore Podcast, the podcast where reviews movies and talks that nerd shit. This is episode 555, 555, and we are continuing on with our Ray Liotta month as we discuss Copland. And of course, it is the nerd you're going to hear the host, alongside my wonderful co-host, Young Gilda. What's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to a wonderful, wonderful, what the fuck day is it? Tuesday when we're Tuesday. recording this. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I've been in a room for the past since Friday. So I don't apparently it's been raining. And I just realized that today. So well I'll say you sound better, Brad. I do. Uh, so um yeah. I'm still a little congested. Um I think I'm getting through the medication. It's like a five day treatment. But uh yeah, yeah I'm, I'm I'm feeling less like uh death warmed over. So thank yeah. you. Well, you know what's it called? Um, it is, uh, you know, the new flu. COVID is the new flu at this point, and all we gotta do is just pretty much just prepare for it, right? And um, I ho- I'm glad that you're feeling better. Uh, this the first time around was easy. Second time around, huh? Now it's kicked your ass, huh? No, first it's about the same. I'm actually like I'm getting through it better the second time than the first, just because the first didn't have any medicine. Because in yeah. 2020, we didn't have no fucking medicine. It was like, well, you might die. It's just like, well, okay. <laughs> that's crazy, man. Sure. <laughs> well, that's true, right? Because, like, especially when nothing. you got it, uh, I think you only had the first vaccine, right? No. Here's the uh, thing is when they didn't have it open to our age group yet. That's right. That's right. They didn't have right. it open to our age group. And when I got it, they, like, two <laughs> weeks later or three weeks later, they opened it up to our age group. But you can't, if you get it, you can't get it for like 90 days. That's right. Yes. Yeah. I remember that rule. Yeah. Oh, that's just, what a bunch of screwy. Um, God, it's man, I'm so sorry. You went, you got into that, like, you went into that one raw. Um, I, I got to say, though, if if I've got to go through just whatever issues with COVID it was, I'll go over through it the, these two times. Because if it just keeps coming up as a head cold, hey, Kylie, how you doing? But if it keeps coming oh, up as a oh, head I'm cold, sorry, I'm not looking at my comments here. <laughs> I am because just because I have a giant screen. But um, it, like my symptoms are just reminiscent of like a head cold. Just I'm congested. Yeah. I just and then just the energy drain. That's really, and the energy yeah. drain is really bad. Um, like I got winded taking the trash out, like yeah. today, and I'm just like, how did I do this three years ago and like seventy to eighty pounds heavier? Yeah. Yes. Hi, Kylie. Yeah, it it really does. Um, and the thing is, like, when I first got it, it was terrible. The second and, and time the- I got it was like, okay, um, it still feels bad, but not to the point where I'd say that um, that it's 
was like the first time. The third time, I was like, oh, I'm pretty bad for a day. And then the next day, I was like, at least I can move around and do stuff. Well, but and here, here's the thing is um, back in the day. Yeah. And Kyle is exactly right. That's exactly what it does. Um, luckily, it's never really attacked my lungs. It's just yeah. been like a head cold. But for like Brenda, like Brenda was winded. Brenda had muscle aches. Brenda got the whole yeah. swath of the bad things of COVID. And what was funny is basically back in 2020, you were quarantined for 10 days. Like you were just yeah. stay home. And so Pay I got quarantined. Too, huh? I got quarantined. <laughs> and then like, so I got quarantined probably, I think it was like that Friday because it was over Christmas. Yeah. And Brenda ends up catching it. And like, I get through basically, I'm all right. Like after five days and for the next five days, I'm just taking care of her till she can like get get better and then it was during those holidays so it, it worked out in some form but it was still kind of shitty yeah and um yeah Brad, I look i'm just glad that you're feeling better the more vaccine the better um uh, you should handle it depending on your overall quality of health and honestly I, 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 I think that also the antibodies have a lot to do with it right you know of course the vaccine is the antibodies but the more i got covid i realized COVID, the better you the more better you i was it. like better at 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 um at getting better from it because like I, I, the last time i had it i was like damn like i'm only bad for like one day yeah i also think um with i think it's also dependent if you have other health issues just like you know qual like quality of health yeah. kylie said yeah. if you have other health issues involved it can make it severely worse like a lot of people with diabetes were dying and that's just because their quality of health you know mixed with covid it was just not a good time the, the immunocompromised you know like and, a lot of people who were on cancer treatments and stuff didn't yeah. handle well and it was i mean it was a rough time going there especially yeah. in 2020 2021 yeah well what's it called of course y'all you know just stay safe brad have you been able to watch anything while you've been on under uh the, I, wa I, I watched i watched copland um actually i've been watching a lot of a lot of uh what did I watch? I watched um the Yokozuna like <laughs> film thing that like the I don't know because I've been watching like I I I literally like in the first day or two I was just on TikTok because I didn't want to get out of bed and yeah. I was just scrolling through and it was just a bunch of like it was like Yokozuna and I'm like oh I should watch this documentary and then yeah. I watched um the the Ray Mysterio Eddie Guerrero one that they had I forget if it was Icons or whatever match um. But that that was that was that was pretty rough. The the Ray Mysterio one because he goes in how he was just down the street from it, where Eddie had died and he managed to get there and yeah I, yeah. I'll mix it all mixed up. people go same route. Yeah and uh, yeah. Uh, I and I think we just we we go back. I, I remember it was Dan Patrick who was like you know the elderly people should be like you know willing to put their lives on the line to rebuild the economy so that way they can. What's it called? Like, yeah, shut the fuck up, Dan Patrick. I, I'm, yeah. The problem being with that is, you know, like, that's great and all, but do we all want to see our grandparents? Like, I get it. Like, some people want to see their grandparents probably die, but most of us probably no, don't. No. I don't have any grandparents left, really, so. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is the beauty of late stage. Uh, what's it called? Uh, what, what Dan Patrick was saying it was like, yeah, this is, you get your late stage. It's better for the economy. Energy. You know yeah. what's also better for the economy? Yeah. You know, uh healthcare, living wage, you yeah, know, stuff. All the things stuff that would that be effect. nice. <laughs> yep. 
Not medical personnel should not make other people mad. One thousand fucking percent. Maybe not spending spending like a couple hundred million on a shipping container wall just to take it down. Yeah. Well, Brad, I'm glad that uh, you're feeling better. And today we're going to continue on with our Rayleigh of the month. And we're going to look at Brad's second pick. And um, yeah, this is actually a James Mangold film. So if you don't know James Mangold, you know that he... you should know that he directed uh, Logan, and he's also directing Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. So he was also, then. yeah, he was also at one point rumored to be directing and writing the Boba Fett movie before that went under, and that uh, you know, and we ended up getting the book of Boba Fett. I mean, and, are you saying I could have had a De Niro Boba Fett? Well, maybe. <laughs> I I think it was still would have been Tamura, bro. Yeah. But um, I'm really interested to see where we go into this discussion because uh, um, I, what's it called? Um, I think that this is a very different movie from all the other stuff that I've seen, like from what I've seen Mangled do. But um, Kylie, what's it called? Uh, 1,000%. Yeah. Yeah. I, I 100% agree with you, Kylie. 100% mm-hmm. agree with you. Yeah. So, Brad, without further ado, if you haven't seen Copland, chances are that you probably won't. But like, if you, I mean, still chances haven't, are you probably haven't. Yeah. And we'll get into that. Yeah. But either way, um, you know, we're just gonna talk about spoilers. So if you care about spoilers or you haven't seen the film, get out of here. If you don't care about spoilers or you've already seen the film, stay. Either way, how any of this goes. This is your one and only spoiler warning, and it is an effect in a five, four, two, three, two, one. <laughs> I I we don't got... disagree. I yeah, don't, I don't disagree. disagree. I don't disagree. I think he is an underrated director. I think he came to his own when he finally made Logan, where I feel like he really balanced out like his style I mean, and his storytelling I mean, just... abilities. But reading through 310, I like 310 to Yuma. I was, yeah. Oh, was shit. Right. You did 310 to Yuma? The reader? Yeah, that's what it is. Well, that's, I just hovered over his name. That's what I'm getting. So, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, he did the Wolverine too. So we kind of got to be like, yeah. Got to give him a pass since he did these other two. So he, he did Logan. So I guess that, that balances everything out. Yeah. I'm trying to go yeah oh shit i'm so sorry y'all the banner's going up i'm sorry it's because my my dog is in here with me and sometimes when i don't look after my dog they will start biting on stuff so i just want to make sure that i have the same she's right here she's right here brad yep introduce us to uh copland brad all right coming from our one and only source wikipedia copland is a 1997 american neo-noir crime drama film written and directed by james mangold it stars an ensemble cast they're not joking. That includes Sylvester Stallone, Harvey Keitel, Ray Liotta, and Robert De Niro with Peter Berg, Janine Garofalo, Robert Patrick, Michael Rappaport. Yes, that Michael Rappaport. Annabelle Schioria, <laughs> Noah Emmerich, and Kathy Moriarty in supporting roles. Yeah, when Rappaport showed up on that screen, I was like, what the? What the? It's going to talk wow. about the cat. <laughs> so Mangold has also directed Ford v. Ferrari. Really? Oh yeah, he did, didn't he? Yes. That, that was nice. You're just wow. learning a lot yeah, about no. James Mangold today, haven't you? 
Yeah. Well, you know, you, 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 I'm going to bring it back up. Yeah. Uh, I think Mangold <laughs> is very severely underrated. Uh, but yeah, we reviewed Ford versus Ferrari, right? I believe we did, Brad. I believe we did because I remember I watched it. Oh, yes, we did. We did. Okay. We did. I think we liked yeah. it. Uh, yeah, uh, I, Stallone, like it. I mean, I liked it. Stallone portrays the sheriff of a small New Jersey town who comes into conflict with the corrupt New York City police officers living in the community. The film received positive reviews and grossed $63.7 million on a $15 million budget. And most of that $15 million probably went to the cast. But um, already did directed, written, uh, produced by Kathy Conrad, Ezra Swerdlow, Carrie Woods. Uh, starring, went through that. Cinematography, Eric Allen Edwards. Edited by Craig McKay. Music by Howard Shore. That name sounds familiar. Yeah, man. You know that name. Oh, The Hobbit. That's why the that Lord of the Rings familiar. trilogy, The Hobbit, Unbreakable. Um, I mean, the the list goes on and on. The Rings of Power. Okay, I, the, we'll get into it, but uh, I do have a question on that. Um, Copland uh, from IMDb, the sheriff of a suburban New Jersey community populated by New York City police officers, slowly discovers the town is a front for mob connections and corruption. So there's your. Your little quote from there, and uh, we'll do a little trivia because I did read through like the first one. I thought the first one was kind of funny. Sylvester Stallone gained the necessary weight for the role by eating a steady diet of giant pancakes served at a local pancake house. <laughs> <laughs> um, they do have a goof. It's kind of boring, so I'm not going to go through it. Uh, quotes, figs. Uh, these oh, these are all goofs. Yeah, uh, just give me one goof. Well, what's one goof? Um, so the, I guess it's the main one. Municipal sheriffs don't exist in the state of New Jersey. All sheriffs in New Jersey are elected at the county government level to a three-year term and are a constitutional position, which is the same kind of over here. That's the same over here, I think. Yeah. Damn, small if town... Kelly didn't leave because of spoilers, I would have asked her if this is true. <laughs> if this is true. <laughs> uh, for a small town, New Jersey, Freddie Heflin... We would have asked her about the island too, as well. Uh, for a small town in New Jersey, Freddie Heflin would have had to be the police chief or similar rank. It may also be noted that no police officers in New Jersey wear tan uniforms. That uniform is far more likely seen out of Western states, which is true. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, Brad, um, this is our third movie in our Ray Liotta month. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, toss it to you because I think you might have the more positive. Uh, uh, you know, reaction to this film. So, Brad, what are your initial thoughts on Copland? Uh, my initial thoughts on Copland is I'm still wondering how this movie made such is such a success with the title Copland. Because that's the literally the one thing I don't like about this movie the most is the title. I think it's stupid, which is why I think me or you didn't know it existed. Because it was literally yeah. called Copland. Well, and also, like, I don't think this movie is entirely about cops. <laughs> like, no, it's not it, really well, no, no, it's the area is called is Copland because yeah. it's all lived in by cops, but they're all corrupt cops who yeah. like work for the mob. The mob launders money through the financial financial services through there, which is what they were getting with with the mortgages. So, yes, so technically it is Copland because all the cops moved off the main, off of New York into New Jersey. 
and like that that's where it gets kind of confusing if i mean for me it was like okay like i'm I, now i gotta do logistics of this okay these cops moved over here and there was a lot of thinking to do it and then stallone's in this picture just going <laughs> which i didn't mind because he like that's kind of the role is um let's be thing. honest they used sylvester stallone well here they they didn't really need him to do more than what he was he no, was asked because to do. he's just supposed to play you know the 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 technically the the stupid sheriff who got elected just because he looked the other way and yeah. he played that role well um i i did like the the little the, the kind of the backstory line and they kind of hinted at it and they actually did him diving in to save the girl and then pressing his ear against the glass and that's how he went deaf on one side so I did like that. Um, yeah, I like the cast. How can you not like the cast? God damn, Stallone, Keitel, Ray Liotta, De Niro. Although they didn't have De Niro in there nearly enough. De Niro was in there for like three scenes and probably got like three million dollars out of it. Let's be real here. Um, <laughs> Michael Rappaport was, was good, just... just running around, going, "Ah, God, they found me." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, look, Michael Rappaport. Was was just being Michael Rappaport to be honest. It, it's true. He, he don't change. Um, like the I, I really like the opening of this movie. I think the opening might be the best part in this movie. Yeah. Uh, overall, just on the bridge, and you got everybody there, and they're trying to trying to yeah. do this cover up, and then you you have the one, um, you know, black EMT going off. Oh, fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah. I see you trying to plant shit. I, I mean, yeah. let's. Like if Michael Rapport's character, um, what what the fuck, Superboy? They fucking call him Superboy in this movie. Uh, if he had been more honest and been like, "Look, I thought it was a gun. They pointed it at me, but also he didn't have to go sending six shots while driving." Yeah, Not, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, so Brad, I'll, I'll go ahead and just give my initial thoughts here too. Um, I didn't like this movie. Um. I, I don't think this movie ever like really grasped my attention to the point where I'm like, oh, I'm so into this. Even though I can't pinpoint a bad performance here. I can't. No, everybody does well. Like even Ray Liotta does a really good job. Kathy Moriarty is good for what she's in. Sylvester Stallone, too. He's like, he's good. You I know, wonder he's why like, Janine Graffalo was there. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Weird role, but sure. But but I mean, if we could say it, Ray Liotta, he kind of stole his scenes. Like, oh yeah, he was 100%. scene stealing throughout this yeah. movie. Best part. Yeah, and um, that's really what I I liked the most was like performances here because like storytelling wise, I don't think it was as um balanced with the overall like feel of this movie because obviously Mangold wants to make like a, you know, uh gritty noir. But like it kind of doesn't feel like one because it's not as stylized as what you would think a noir would feel like. It, it feels like like it's a movie that's like years late, like a couple years late. And I don't know, man. I just I I sat there and I was just like, I'm I'm waiting for the moment that this movie can really grasp me, and I just never did. And see, I I see, I'm on the opposite spectrum. I, I mean, I was captivated throughout this whole movie. Just, you know, it's a gangster film. That's kind of what it is with cops. And it's old school gangster. 
you, you've got on one end, you got De Niro who's trying to catch the bad guy. He's not in enough scenes, though. He basically just says, fuck it, when he can't get Stallone to, you know, do what he needs him to do. But on the other end, you got these corrupt cops who are literally going to kill a guy to shut him up for the mob. And just the violence that ensues in that. And then also you got these interweaving stories of being like, oh, this this dude so it gets all kind of like just, just very dramatic in that you have one guy who's sleeping with the uh, the with the um i guess the chiefs the police chief for that area's wife and you know and she's just leaving her garbage over at the other wife's so that she knows about it and it's just like what the fuck is all this just it's just small town drama that's really yeah. what it is then you but you mix in the this bit of whole mob gangster mentality and then yeah. the the ending of this is also I, I i like is where stallone's trying to keep this although the writing on that portion where stallone just comes out with him and he's not expected to get jumped by like you know more cops and get that dude <laughs> taken away why they didn't just shoot him i guess they had to drown him technically so he'd be found in the waters that's why they didn't shoot him right then and there um but i did like the whole you know the whole where oh you know stallone's fully deaf at this point because he has the gunshot near him and then like he can't hear anything it just adds little elements to it because you get you get stallone stallone looks like he's winning and he gets takes one to the shoulder and then you see figs pop out nowhere ray Liotta's character takes him out and you're just like holy shit like this is kind of dope yeah and like I wish that I would have felt that way, man, because I just kept going through this film. And to me, it just dragged so much, man, where I'm just like, why am I even caring about this? Like, why do these characters like even mean anything? Like, but there was still something that grabbed me. And honestly, it was the performances. I got to say, the cinematography is pretty good. I really like Howard Shore's uh, score, too. I got an issue with Shore's score, though. There's one song and it's a it's the 80s 90s thing. It's one song that keeps fucking playing. It's not as bad as the Eddie Murphy movie oh, we watched. Do, 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> but there's one song and, th- and they get away from it towards the end of the movie, but there's one song that plays in the first half of the movie over and over again and I keep catching it. I'm just like stop it. Like if you're going to make a soundtrack, make a soundtrack, not the same fucking song. I guess it was just the curse of the the nineties and the eighties because it, <laughs> it really you know is. that's I guess that's what it was, bro. I mean, they paid enough for it; might as well get as much as you can out of it. Kevin Smith used all of the black uh, Welcome to the Black Parade for a reason in Clerks Three. I mean, that was legit, though. <laughs> I don't blame him for that. If you can get away and pay for that and do it, then do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I. I what were the what were the previous two movies we watched, Roa? So we watched Wild Hogs and we watched Killing Them Softly. And I'll say that um, I think that I had more of a vested interest in Killing Them Softly, even though the story doesn't do it for me there either. Yeah. I think that at least it was kind of able to balance a bit of what it's trying to do with the story and the style it's trying to portray. Whereas here, I felt that this movie was just so unbalanced. See, and I, I feel the opposite because I feel like Killing Them Softly is just such a shallow story. Like, it didn't get very deep, and it just dragged for me. For being an hour and 44 minutes, that movie dragged. I don't even know what the hell this... What, 
105 minutes. Yeah. To me, it didn't feel like 105 minutes, Brad. I mean... Hey, sometimes we're not going to agree, Brad. Yeah, usually, like, like, lately we have been agreeing, which has been kind of weird, because in the first three to four years of us reviewing these movies, we were butting heads constantly. (laughs) So I don't know if, like, my taste have have changed as I got it because you didn't like in the mood for love you fucker got in the mood it's because you didn't like in the mood for love you fucker that's why that's why no no, I'm playing I'm playing Um, I don't give a fuck if you don't like it it's a masterpiece (laughs) to me it's a masterpiece to me damn it (laughs) you know you can't you can't like them all just like Cisco and Ebert yeah by the way I by the way if Ferris does listen to this I did go back and I listened to that podcast and that was an amazing podcast to listen to on just the relationship of Cisco and Ebert. Yeah. Uh, but, Brad, do you have any kind of uh, final thoughts here? I mean, I, 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 I'll I, say this. The title but, is know. dumb. Yeah. The title is the worst part of this movie and why I think not many other people. Also, you got Stallone front and center, which, you know, yeah, yeah he's technically the lead. I, I, You know, Stallone played his part perfectly, though. Like that was that was a good role for him. Um I but like like this is a this is a month for Ray Liotta and Ray Liotta keeps knocking him out of the park any role he's been in. Yeah. He doesn't get enough Man, love. Bro. Um he should have gotten more flowers when he was alive for sure. Oh yeah. Cause but uh even though the movies suck, he's still good. He's still he he which you know that's that's the creed of a great actor is even when you are given a shitty movie, you still do your best. Apparently, uh, apparently Raul's dog is chewing. Your dog chewing? I don't know what she was chewing on, but I'm not uh, trying to find out. But yeah. but going back, you know, that's the, the sign of a great actor is yeah. someone who can be given the shittiest movie and still come out looking like roses and being like, he, mm-hmm. he fucking knocked that out of the park. Turn chicken shit into chicken salad. Yeah. But, um, Brad, what is your final verdict on um, on Copland? I mean, I really like this movie. Like, I'm not going to lie. I really like this movie. I enjoyed it. I just don't like the title. I They should have really... I don't know what they were thinking, but they made $65 million on it back in the day, so they must have... Or $64 million. So Brad, they, I will they, ra- once again remind you, these movies don't sell like they used to. No, and they won't. Like they just oh. they won't nowadays, yeah. and it's kind of unfortunate, but it's kind of like yeah, you kind of saw that happening as you know CGI and bigger budgets got into it because a fifteen million dollar budget back in the day, nineteen ninety seven, that was pretty big. Oh I yeah, mean, it's not huge, but it was pretty big. That was a pretty big budget at the time. Yeah, because what the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was what fourteen million? I think so. I think so and they had the whole fucking suits and everything and yeah but uh yeah Cop- copland stupid name but i think great movie so i'm gonna give it a nine out of ten damn brad wow this might be our biggest difference in score here might um, be in a while yeah i'm going to go ahead and give copland a four out of ten it's not the biggest fan um i think that mangled has cemented his style better i feel like he's balanced his storytelling and stylistic uh, abilities better and i feel like he has become a better filmmaker since then 
And this was only his second film. So, you really? know, you can't really fault him too much about that. So, I'm doing the ne- yeah. Nero face gimmick. Yeah. Also, yeah, De Niro's really distracting with that mustache. Really distracting. L- luckily, he's only in the movie for like a total of seven minutes. <laughs> yeah. But in those seven minutes, he is so distracting. But I love how they put him on the cover. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, that's how you're going in the movie, movie for seven Brad. minutes, but he gets front billing. But that's how you get. That's how you I sell know, this movie. I know. I know. I mean, I'm glad Ray Liotta was there, though. Like, and and Keitel. Like, Harvey Keitel was great in this. Talk about all of the uh, Scorsese alums in this movie, man. I mean, Ooh. let's go Keitel, Liotta, De Niro, um, fucking, what's it called? Frank Vincent was in this as well. Ooh, if you don't remember Frank Vincent, I believe he plays the guy who gets captured in the beginning of Goodfellas. And you had Michael Rappaport. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, I mean. And not just a Michael Rappaport, a young Michael Rappaport. It's like, he, he had to be in his 20s. Yeah. But, um, Brad, that concludes our review of Copland. And, of course, next week is going to be our conclusion as we look at the final film in Ray Liotta Month. I'm, I don't have it on me. I don't remember exactly which one it is. But I know that we're also going to be making an effort to go watch uh, uh, Cocaine Bear. So we want to talk about his final role. And I think, you know, the man deserves it. You know, we, we let's go. I got to talk about it. Because like I said, we've learned that even though the movies are kind of bad, he still, what's it called? Um, he still gives a great performance in each one. Yep. Yeah. He, he's usually the highlight or one of the highlights of each film. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's Hannibal. I forgot. Sorry. Ridley Scott's Hannibal. We're going to be talking about that one. So we'll see how Ray Liotta is in that movie. But in the meantime, we want to thank you all so much for uh, listening to this or watching this. If you're watching this on YouTube, please go ahead and leave a like on this video. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and then click that notification bell so you don't miss a single piece of content that drops on the channel. We also want to uh, let you know that if you're listening to this on an audio platform, please leave a five-star review if you're allowed. I know that on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts, you can drop reviews, so please do that for us. It would help us out a lot. Also, we want to thank the people who are in here chatting with us because this is live only for patrons, and the public gets to listen to it a couple days later. But our only chatter today was Kylie. Thank you so much, Kylie. Kylie is also a pretty special person because they are a patreon supporter and the patreon supporters are the ones who make this possible because without them this is not possible we want to thank our producers shane our legacy producer who can be found where brad you follow our friend shane at twitch.tv slash xsk or on twitter at thrifted.io still thrifted.io yep thrifted.io on twitter or okay or you can buy something from the suppy god at presentcityvintage.com damn straight and, of course, we want to thank Kylie as well. Kylie is one Hi, of Kylie. our producers here. Hi, Kylie. You can find Kylie at Kylie PLI on Twitter, Kylie P Sports 90 on Instagram. Thank you so much, Kylie. Uh, and, of course, that is it. But we will be back for another one. I know we have three episodes this week. That was because we had to talk about Quantumania. So make sure if you haven't listened to our review, uh, listen or watch our review of M and the Wasp Quantumania, me and Luis sat down to talk about the film. And this Thursday for the public, Wednesday, hopefully, or maybe it's going to be Thursday we do it for the patrons. We'll see how 
when Brad can get to the film before the weekend. Um, we're going to be talking about the first Creed film since we are on our way to talking about Creed 3 when it comes out. And yeah, I'm excited because I really like these films, Brad. I think these movies are actually good. I don't think I've ever seen one. you never seen these movies? Uh, I've I actually seen the Rocky do like... movies. I've seen a yeah. few of the Rocky movies. I haven't seen the new Creed movies, though. No, the Creed, Creed movies are good, Brad. I, I'm not even like, I'm not even just, I'm not blowing smoke, bro. This, I don't know. You good. didn't like Copland. I'm just saying. <laughs> Shut up, Brad. <laughs> That's a Thompson thing. I mean, I'm Stallone's in it. I just love the fact that Name he just ate another... giant pancakes to gain weight for the role. It's fucking fantastic. <laughs> well, with that said, though, we would like to thank you all so much. We'll see you all on the next one when we review Creed. But in the meantime, Brad, let's go ahead and send him out of here. All right, our only thing you mean, host, as always. Thank you to Kylie for joining us in chat today. Thank you to all our listeners out there, all our Patreon supporters. We appreciate each and every one of you. And in this episode, um, yeah, um, don't try to, you know, plant drugs or guns or anything and, you know, people's cars. It's always going to bite you in the ass. Could bite you in the ass, especially if you like, you know, you try to hide the person who did it. Young Yoda out. Sorry, Brad. Just wasn't it. <laughs> it's cool.